Welcome to the Minority Coding Podcast. This is Carlos, and these are the seven things I wish I knew when I started my first developer job. So, around a year ago, I started my first web developer job. It took me around a year to actually land the job, but I finally did it. And if I can go back in time and give myself a few tips to save me some time and money, I'll definitely send myself this guide. Here are the 7 most important things that I wish I knew when I was learned to code and actually started my first developer job. Number 1 is you know nothing. The technology industry is very vast. Remember that we are building upon over a century of inventions, discoveries, research and development. Trust me, there's nobody that knows it all. I'm pretty sure that if I ask Elon Musk a simple JavaScript trivia question, he will be very confused because, of course, that's not his area of expertise. My point is here that it's okay not knowing everything about a topic or a subject. We only need enough to build something. Yes, build stuff is the key to know stuff. I know it sounds contradictory, but as usual, practice beats theory. When theory may get you started, and give you the unknowns, practice, and the research that comes with it will teach you how to really code. This is the main reason why a lot of people got stuck in courses. They just move on from tutorial to tutorial, just mimicking and copy-pasting, and never truly understand what's going on. Now remember, it had to be practice and the research necessary to overcome the failures and solve the problems that will emerge in the way. Number two. Online courses teach just the basics. Maybe I'm too aggressive here, given the fact that I attended an online bootcamp. And even in that overpriced bootcamp, I look today and I think that the content was fairly elemental. I tried them all YouTube, Code Academy, Team Treehouse, Free Code Camp, Udemy, Pluralsight, you name it. There's a considerable content gap in the programming world from beginner to intermediate that nobody is addressing it, and that's because it is your work to do it. To get out of the newbie sandbox, you have to learn how to learn. Yes, you have to learn how to integrate your knowledge, see the big picture, and be able to come with your own learning patterns and tricks to solve problems. That's what programming is, solving problems. The rest are just tools that we use. Please don't get stuck in course land. Build and solve problems to find your learning process. When you do that, you can learn whatever you want and get the skills that you need to be successful. Number three, imposter syndrome in place. This syndrome is very well known, not only in the tech industry, but also across the board, especially in the high paid, high skilled job market. If you haven't heard of it, it is basically the feeling of don't belonging or that you're not qualified for the job, ergo the imposter name. It is totally normal to feel this way. Who on earth will feel like a boss and act like one if it's your first day in a job that you got with no experience, no college degree, and making a decent amount of money? I don't know about you, but my blood pressure will be on the roof. The bad news is that there's nothing we can do about it. I've read about it, watched a bunch of YouTube videos, Medium articles, I knew everything about how to overcome it, but still, no amount of knowledge in the world will take the pressure away. You have to own it. The best way to deal with it is by pushing through. If you feel like you're not ready to apply, submit the application anyway. If you're afraid of going to that interview, just go anyway. 
If you don't feel comfortable to reach out, send the email anyway. The best way to get comfortable is by failing and doing it again, until success. Get your hands in the mud and don't stop until you struck gold. Number 4. Potential will get you hired. Companies know what they want, for the most part. If you're interviewing for a developer position and you don't have any relevant experience in your resume, it's obvious that if you get hired, it will not be for your amazing coding skills, much less for your experience in the field. Companies hire new grads and newcomers in the industry for the potential that they can offer in the future. Of course, you can't just apply with zero skills and zero projects, expecting that magically someone will notice your potential. You have to build stuff so you can show stuff. Even if you don't have real developer experience, it doesn't mean that you don't know how to code. And that is what the companies are looking for in the junior and entry-level developers. That they can demonstrate that they have potential to become a proficient developer. The more your resume portfolio, cover letter, projects show that you have the interest of becoming a developer, the more chances you have of getting hired as one. There is a behavioral component as well. If you are committed to ramping up your skills, polish your projects and ace the interview, it will not only demonstrate that your skills are promising, but also that you have a deep interest in the matter. And that's very important to land a job. Don't say how much the job means to you in the job interview, unless asked, of course, but demonstrate it in your code. Number 5. Asking for help is not a crime. I'm a very introvert person. Not shy. Those are different things. I just don't like to talk about my personal stuff, period. Unfortunately, to some degree, that extends to all areas of my life. Don't make the same mistake as I did. Asking for help on the internet is not dumb. On the contrary, it's very brave. Put yourself out there and you will find a bunch of people willing to help, almost every time. If, unfortunately, you found yourself in one of those let's decapitate and burn the noobs type of communities, please help yourself out. There are mean developers out there, sorry, that's just the reality. Fortunately, the vast majority of developers remember their struggle at the beginning and almost all of them are willing to help. Be careful, only ask for help in the community after you have tried to solve the problem yourself. Make yourself a favor and don't go around asking a question that could be easily answered in the first three results of a simple Google search. Do your homework, if it's too much for you, then ask for help. Number 6. Google Foo. Google Foo is unofficially one of the most valuable skills that you can harness in your arsenal. It is the ability to search efficiently on Google, filtering bad results, reducing search time, and improving your productivity. It's a mix of skills that include search terms used, filtering, fast scan reading, rapid tests, efficient bookmarking, and others. Google Foo will incredibly improve everything that you do on the internet. Unfortunately, it takes time to get decent, but don't despair. Spending long butt hours will do the trick eventually. What you can do is becoming more aware of it, so you can develop the skill purposely and eventually faster. Look at how you search and filter results in Google. What is your criteria for a good result? What is your opinion on some of the websites that pop up? Do you actually know some of the websites that are showing up? Are you comparing results? These and a lot more other questions you can ask yourself to become more aware and change your search strategy. Trust me, after a while, the people around you will start to ask you, how do you know which one to choose? Or why do you choose that one? Or how do you get that what you need at the first search you do? 
you will start to unveil the true power of the internet and you will get the good out of it and disregard the useless. It is like a superpower. Number seven, put yourself in your employer's shoes. This is pretty obvious, but the majority of people have the wrong approach to it. You may think that everything boils down to experience. The more you have, the more chances you have to get the job. That's all your employer cares about. Fortunately, it's not like that. Your employer is more focused on value. Remember this, value is the company's currency. The more perceived value you can provide, the more chance you have of getting the job. Even though experience is a potent item that injects value in your application, it isn't the only indicator. Commitment, ethics, hard work, passion, those are incredible indicators as well. The way you market those values and make your future employer knows that you excel in those is a problem of all newcomers have to face. You should still spend the majority of your time in the technical skills, there's no question about it, but also dedicate some time to develop your persona and how do you want to present to your public, aka your interviewer, that you can render an incredible value even with less experience than other candidates. I hope this guy renders some help to your future career. If you have any questions or concerns, please don't hesitate to comment. And don't forget to check out MinorityCoding.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. And remember, keep calm and code away.